With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here's your host, Ben Dieter. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am your host, Ben Dieter. Always glad when you take the time to join us here on the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Ranger Report on Twitter at The Ranger Report, on Facebook at The Ranger Report, or of course at therangerreport.com. And you can listen to this podcast anywhere that podcasts are broadcasts pretty much these days. I'd like to thank you for joining us. This week we'll talk with Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram about the Rangers' 3-8 and eight start. We will uh, discuss several other things with him as well, too. That'll be coming up here shortly after uh, this intro here. So what do we think about the um, three and eight Rangers? What do we think about the offense and the pitching and all the other trouble they've been having so far in 2020? Well, if you look at the Oakland series, the Rangers played terrible. Their bullpen pitching was awful. Their offense couldn't get the job done, and they definitely can't hit with runners in scoring position. How are they going to be able to fix that? I don't know. I talked to Jeff Wilson about it today and we will listen to that in a moment also do not forget to go to the rangerreport.com slash shop we are adding things weekly we have a couple of new shirts we have a new hat and several other things there that you should go check out if you have not checked any of that stuff out yet to this point all right looking at the rangers overall I really don't know what they can do. Should they be sellers when the trade deadline comes? Should they be buyers? Should they try to upgrade from within? I'll tell you what. um, There's a couple players on that team that we talk about uh, here in a little bit with Jeff Wilson that are just looking terrible to start the season. Not looking good at all. Not being the kind of players that we had hoped they would be at this point of the season or any season. And, uh, as Odor is set to come back, my question is, you know, why? Why are they bringing him back so quickly? Um, if he's injured, put him on the injury list. He has not been great this year, and he was not great last year. The only thing, really, that's keeping Odor around is probably that giant contract. And then we watched Tejada today. Now, you know, he swung at every pitch that was thrown to him, so I'm not saying that he's the answer, but I'm saying that he sure did look decent today 
when he got his opportunity to shine. He he was impressive. He did his job very well. And, uh, you know, it wasn't I mean, he was fun to watch. It's always fun to watch a guy make his MLB debut and then have the kind of game that Tejada had today. You know, he was uh, two for four, I believe, at the plate, including a home run and three RBI. And he got his first major league stolen base today as well. So it was a great debut for a young man who, you know, got to debut at 22 years old today, got to debut in the major leagues. Again, that's always kind of fun to watch. The Rangers currently sit in last place in the American League West, and they have two more American League West targets coming up. They have to face the uh, Angels and the Seattle Mariners over the weekend and going into next week. So how are those going to work out? Uh, We'll take a look at those after we sit down and talk with Jeff Wilson. But before Jeff Wilson, we normally do this at the end of the show, but I figured before we get to Jeff, I would go ahead and do this week's Yes, this week in Rangers history. All right, August 4th, 1993. Nolan Ryan beats up Robin Ventura. That's right. Nolan Ryan threw an inside pitch that hit Ventura. Ventura rushed the mound, and uh, it turned out Pudge had to pull Ventura away from Ryan to save Ventura, not to save Nolan Ryan. You guys, of course, are very aware of this. He used to play before every Rangers game up on the big screen until the year that Robin Ventura became the manager of the White Sox and they were the first team to come to Arlington. They decided may not be a good idea to play that um, while he was in there. You know, memory kind of fun, but maybe something he would not like to remember. And then, of course, August 5th, 2010, Chuck Greenberg and Nolan Ryan and their group wind up buying the bankrupt Texas Rangers. Um interesting day i can remember it i can remember it being sold it was between them and jim crane who went up buying the astros and i'm glad that they got the organizational group that they did as of course that same year 2010 the rangers won their first american league pennant all right coming up after the break we'll talk to jeff wilson of the fort worth star telegram so don't go anywhere you're listening to the ranger report podcast Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. All right, we're talking to Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Jeff, how are you tonight? Doing good, Ben. How about you? 
I'm doing really well. Well, other than having to watch that game, I'm doing really well. But let's start uh, with Chris Woodward. Where in the world does he even start to try to fix this? Does he start with the bullpen or mixing up the offense? What do you think he needs to do? You know, I, I'm not sure there, there's a lot he can do. Uh, you, you look at the lineup, which, you know, some guys looked like they came around today a little bit. Um, Kiner Falefa had, had had a good game. Uh, Frazier, who's pretty streaky, the, he he had a nice game. Chu, I thought, had two pretty good games in a row. Um, so, you know, you're, you're starting to see some some positive things, but um, as far as like replacing guys or or calling players from the the alternate camp over, there just aren't a lot of options. So, you know, you you, you wonder um, how much longer is Elvis Andrews going to be hitting second and. And, uh, you know, what, what's going on with Willie Calhoun? When is, when is he going to shake loose? Yeah. So there, there are some, some issues there. And then, you know, Chris Woodward, God bless him, remains uh, committed to the idea of Rugnet Odor as a, an offensive impact player. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not a baseball scout. I haven't, haven't played the game, haven't, haven't coached the game, but I, I don't know what, the Rangers see uh, other than a gigantic contract that, that keeps Odor uh, in, in their, uh, in their, <laughs> in their, in their mindset. So, uh, and, you know, and apparently he's going to play th- this weekend. So you, you really wonder, wonder what he, what he's going to do and how, if, if that's going to help the offense. So it, it, it's in a bad way right now. Uh, but again, I, I thought today you saw a couple positive things from, from Frazier and, and uh, Kiner Falefa, the, 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 that might help get things turned around a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And bringing up, uh, bringing up what happened today, let's talk a little bit about Tejada and how he played today. And do you think that might change their plans on rushing uh, Rugnet Odor back or not? I mean, I know fans on Twitter love to overreact to everything, but right. he did have a pretty decent game today. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he did. There, there's no doubt about it. But I think you, you um, saw... Uh, what what can happen when a when a, a guy makes his debut? There, I mean, shoot, there there can't be much of a scouting report on him. I mean, <laughs> he barely played last year, right? And then he's never played above a ball. So I don't know how deep the the A's uh, scouting reports go, but I'm I'm not sure that that they had a great plan for him. He's a free swinger. Uh, he's he was throwing five pitches and he swung at all five of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, now the results were great, you know, but I I think that that's something that teams can make a real, real quick adjustment to, you know, no more, yeah. no more first pitch fastballs. And uh, I, I think it could um, turn, turn quickly the other way for, for young Mr. Tejeda. But, you know, if, if Odor does need another day tomorrow, um, Chris Woodward said Tejeda would play. Uh, I, I, you know, if, if you're going to ride the hot hand, why, why not? Why not give him another game? What's it, what's it going to hurt at this point? You're three and eight for crying out loud. So, um, but I, I would be surprised to see him um, get more than another handful of starts, um, but it, it's nice to see. It's nice to see somebody uh, in the system who's who has talent, and uh, it just needs to to be nurtured. But the talent's there. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah. Now today and all season long, pretty much the Rangers have not been very good at all when they've had runners in scoring position. 
Is that something you think can be fixed by a hitting coach? Is it a mindset? Are they stressing too much because it's a short season? Why do you think they can't knock runs in? I mean, they've done it a little bit, but not consistently. Well, and that was something I wrote today. That that's they've they've kind of talked about uh, the last couple of days. Even even uh, you know the, the pitchers have talked about uh, that they're pressing. You know, it's a it's a sixty game season and. It's been talked about really since camp started. You know, it's a it's a sprint, not a marathon, and you know, you, you can't afford to get off to a slow start. And I think in the process of having that in in their minds, they have pressed. That's what they've said. Chris Woodward has said it, uh, and, and so you know, you you, you kind of see some some veteran guys uh, like Shinsu Chu who even admitted that he's pressed a little bit. So that's surprising uh from, from the veterans but you know i i think bad hitting is contagious um you you see a guy in front of you who uh didn't get the job done you you look at the guy behind you who's hitting 056 and you think man i gotta get a hit here and 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 you you go out of your approach you, you chase pitches whatever it is that you that, that got you to the major leagues you, you abandon it so i i do think that's a, a major factor and um, you know, now, now that we're, we're two weeks into the season the Rangers hopefully realize that, look, they're three and eight and they got to get going. Hopefully that, that changes their mindset, but, um, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Now I saw you tweeted out earlier that Mike Miner had arm soreness. We've already had two pitchers go down with the right arm problem in their shoulder. Uh, do you think Miner's anything to worry about? Or do you think they were just being cautious because they've already lost two? Well, he he said that he he's fine physically. He said that he has a, a kind of a he's going through a dead arm phase. Okay, which which you know you you see a lot in, in spring training. Yep, and and guys just have to kind of pitch through it. And you know they had the luxury of you know going going on the backfield and, and throwing a live batting practice or something like that to build up their arm strength. And then of course they're in their next spring start, the results don't really matter, so they can just go out there and and, and, and build up pitches. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, if, if you take into account the three weeks of, of summer camp plus two weeks of the season, minor might be right where he should be at the end, the end of spring, a, a six week spring training. The yeah. problem is that, that he's, he's made three starts and the Rangers have lost all three of them. So, um, you know, they don't have a lot of choices. I, I think he'll start again in five days. He wants to start again in five days. He doesn't think that that getting skipped, uh, would, would do him any any good, so um, you know we'll, we'll we'll see. But he he thinks there's more to build on from this one. Uh, you know he was he was hitting ninety two ninety three in the first couple innings, and that's that's kind of where you saw him last year when he was so good. So um, I guess the good news is that he isn't injured. The bad news is that he, he can't throw the ball very hard very long. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about Joey Gallo. He was one for 11 with six, six strikes, strikeouts in the series against Oakland. You think it's just a slow start? I mean, I know he got to camp late because of uh, he had coronavirus somehow. Do you think it's a slow start for him, sort of the same thing? He's still in spring training mode, or do you think he, he can snap out of it? Well, I, you know, he, he he was their best hitter the first, uh, the first what, uh, nine games, yeah. I guess, the season eight games. Um, you know, the... Look, we've got to give the A's a little credit here. They 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 threw two lefties uh who who were were, were pretty tough. I mean Lazardo's gonna to be great. Yeah. Manaya's Manaya's been very good. 
Um, they, they seem to, to find the right matchup for, for Gallo out of the bullpen. So uh, give, give credit a little bit to the A's, but you know, you can kind of see that, <laughs> that he, he chased a couple times uh, on, on those strikeouts and uh, just was kind of out of, out of uh, sorts a little bit. And, you know, we got to keep in mind Gallo's still a young player. He's, he's yeah. 26. He didn't have a full year last year when he was really coming into his own. So maybe, maybe there are times where he still doesn't trust his approach. Uh, but, but one thing that Shinsu Chu said today to us was that he preaches to Joey all the time. You don't have to change anything. You're going to have bad games. It's one game out of 60 or one game out of 162. Don't let yeah. that, don't let that ruin your, ruin your season. So I, I don't know. I, I think that that uh, he he's going to be fine. You know, I don't think he's ever going to hit 350, but I think the days of him hitting 205 are done. Um, you know, hopefully he's you know somewhere in between on the the higher end of that. But yeah, yeah. Um, the guy the guy's still a force. He's still the guy that scares teams the most, and he's gonna he's gonna do his damage as as we've seen. Uh, you know, those first. Uh, what, uh, eight games, I guess it was. Yeah, now the first week of the season, the Rangers had a, well, maybe not the full week, but they had a starter's ERA around one half. And then the the bullpen seemed to be awful. Do you think, uh, well, here, let me word it this way. It's filled with a ton of young guys, a ton of prospects, a ton of people that probably wouldn't be here in a regular season. Should the Should Rangers fans freak out like they've been about our bullpen, or do you think it's one of those things that they're sort of learning their craft up here in the majors? the main complaint I've had with, with John Daniels through the years is that he doesn't spend money on relievers. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they made, you know, Joe Nathan is an, is an exception, you know, I guess, uh, you know, they signed Jesse Chavez a couple of years ago, but you know, we're talking, we're talking pretty small signings, you know, we're not, they aren't spending $15 million a year on a closer. Um, and and you know some teams get away with that. Some teams do that and get away with that. And and I think that you can look back kind of on the last few seasons or or even further than that, is that uh, the the Rangers bullpen evolves throughout the year. I mean, you know, go back to fifteen, Jeff Banser's first year. You know, within the first six weeks, he he was saying that there are no roles. You know, there's a no roles bullpen, and 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 Sean Tolleson ended up as the closer, but at the deadline the Rangers got Diekman and, and Sam Dyson and that changed everything. You know, the Rangers don't have the opportunity to let this thing evolve on its own. And then they don't have the, the ability to, to go out and really get a quality reliever. I mean, I suppose it's possible, but it just seems like teams aren't doing anything. So um, they need to find guys um, and, and stick with them. I mean, you know, it looks like Jonathan Hernandez is going to be very good. Yeah, you know, I thought you know Joely Rodriguez. He, he gave up that run today, but seemed like he's a, a, a somebody that they're they're going to try to rely on if they get Rafael Montero back this weekend. That'll be big. So it it, it is a situation where it's not pretty, and the Rangers don't have time to to let it sort itself out. So I I think that that they're going to find. Uh, some guys and and just ride them out. I mean, it's only a sixty game season, so you know, try to try, try to run with your best when you can, and and uh, take advantage of the days when when uh, uh, you're you're getting beat pretty soundly or something, and let these guys rest. Do you think that say they they start the first thirty games somewhere around you know eleven and tw- and uh, nineteen or you know 
10 and 20. Do you think they'll be sellers? I mean, they've got a lot of guys on one-year contracts or at the end of their contracts. Yeah, I you know, I the trade deadline is going to be something else this year. I don't I don't know. I don't you know, it's it's you know, teams are are going to the good teams are going to know where they need to upgrade. And uh, you know, even if it's even if it's upgrading guys who are at the alternate an uh, alternate site, you know, just just depth, but um there's no minor league season. So so what what are selling teams getting themselves into, you know? They, they, they're not going to have eyes on anybody. You know, they, they're not even allowed into games now. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're, they aren't just going to be able to go out and, 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 uh, you know, comb the minor leagues for, for the next hot prospect. So I, I don't know how busy the trade lines are going to be. Um, you know, they're, you know, the, the guys who are in camp on, on one year, as you mentioned, you know, would, would they, would they trade, Todd Frazier, let's say, who, who, who's shown some pop and is a veteran guy and can play a couple positions. I don't know. Um, it, 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 it'll be interesting. I, I just don't know how you can forecast this one, though, because because of the, the lack of, of eyes that have been put on prospects. All right, let's transition right, let's a little transition bit to the way, it's, the way uh, it's going it's for, a, you, it's guys going for you guys this how year. How strange has it how been to it cover been away to games, cover from, the games from the house? Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I, 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 there's no other way to say it. Uh, I'm I'm separated from my wife right now, so she doesn't hear me say this. But it, it's it's really it's really hard. I mean, you know, you you rely on um, the Rangers broadcasters, TV guys, who in turn are relying on the home TV feed. And I think there are a lot of times in this last series where you saw a lot of a lot of shots of the A's dugout or, or replays that were very specific to what A's broadcasters were talking about. And there were yeah. times there were times when when Dave Raymond and CJ Nikowski weren't really sure what to say. You know, you you could tell that they had no no idea what was going on in the the other booth, in which in this case was was fourteen hundred miles away. So it, it's uh, that that's difficult. You know, you miss you miss little things, and then um, just you know there 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 are distractions here at the house. I don't know if you can hear my daughter crying in the background or not, but uh, you know she. She, uh, ninth inning, she snuck up behind me and she had some sort of like toy gun or something and shot me in the head. You know, I, I just, you mean, <laughs> you mean Evan Grant doesn't do that to you during Rangers games? Yeah, no, he doesn't. And, and I don't think Evan has any kids running around the house. And I know, I know TR's son is like 30 or 31. So he's, he's <laughs> operating in peace and quiet, but, um, so it, it's just different. And I tell you what, I've got a lot of, I, I, a lot of, uh, sympathy for for fans who stay up late and watch these west coast games you know because i i've been going to bed at like one or two and um you know when i'm when i'm on the west coast the game starts at the normal time and i you know i, I don't one or two i'm drinking a beer i'm asleep but uh yeah it, it's it's definitely different I'm, I'm gonna cover the Rockies series next weekend it's kind of like my trial run you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fly up um stay in a hotel i have family up there so that that's also one reason i'm going up there but um there is value in being at a game even if you don't have any different access than anybody else and and my newspaper believes that and so we're going to give it a shot but i i bet that's the only series the only flight i take this year we'll probably all go to houston but um i don't don't know that anybody's going to even fly all right when you are actually at globe life field with the team how strange or how surreal is uh Groobs and and um, Chuck Morgan's crowd noise and all the stuff they're doing during games. Um, 
you know, I, I, I wonder what they, what they might've picked up from uh, the giants and the A's. Uh, I, I thought the A's did a really good job. Um, of course they, they, they uh, have those guys that bang the drums in right field. They, they don't have a lot of noise, obviously, but it, it sure seemed to play pretty loud. I thought on television, I don't know, obviously don't know what it was like in person. Uh, I, I've, I've kind of thought that the Rangers, uh, it could be a little louder when when, when something good happens. Um, I don't, you know, they they do still do the ring of fire when a pitcher gets in trouble, and yeah. you know the natural song when when there's a home run. Um, but I, you know, I think that they're they're trying to they'll they'll learn from from other teams and what they hear. I'm sure they were watching, um, but it's you know it, it beats an empty. Uh, it beats no noise at all. Yeah. Um, the first, the first couple of days of the summer camp, they, they didn't do anything. And finally they just started pumping in music while the game was going on because the players wanted something. So uh, it, it, it's okay. You know, it, it's the best of a bad situation, I guess. It, it is fun to, to hear, you know, the, the benches erupt and cheer. Um, occasionally you can hear something else. We're pretty high. We're pretty high up at the new ballpark, but, um, you, you can kind of pick up some nuances from the game that you ordinarily don't hear. Yeah, I see that's been bad for players. I saw where uh, Derek Holland got thrown out of a game where he was sitting in the stands because the umpire could hear him very well. Right, and I, I think that happened last night uh, with the A's bench. Bill Miller went over to the bench because he heard somebody saying something he didn't like that ordinarily might have been drowned out by crowd noise. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a different experience for everybody for sure. All right, now I know we're only a couple of weeks into it, and this is my last question for you tonight. How do you think this season eventually is going to be remembered? Um, I I tell you what, I I still have my doubts that it, that it gets done. Um, you know, MLB can can um, tighten up protocols and 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 all of that jazz, but a lot I think a lot of this stuff is is beyond. Uh, anybody's control now it sounds like the marlins and the the cardinals screwed up and and went out and you know either they went to a casino or they went out and had dinner or something i i, I don't know i'm sure there'll be inve- there is an investigation going on so i'm sure we'll find out something but um it's just going to be hard you know i mean players players are human beings too you know they're 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 not robots that's the one thing i always tell people is that you know these players have families they they have they have urges they have vices you know they they you know somebody's going to mess up somewhere and it, it can it can bring down multiple teams um and I, now if it does get to 60 games i think it's i i do think there's legitimacy in the world series champion you know i, I think when anytime you get to a tournament they have to battle through a tournament whoever whoever emerges as a legitimate champion um but it's it's just it's one that's going to be uh hopefully never repeated and and it's definitely going to be one that's going to be unique and talked about for for years and years and years you know and in 40 years when people are looking back at you know baseballreference.com they're going to wonder wow why the heck didn't everybody only play you know 50 games this year or whatever and yeah there'll be stories to tell but uh and, and hopefully the the story is that we get to the end but i i have my doubts yeah, I do too. All right. Uh, I know you have it pinned to the top of your Twitter, but where can people subscribe to the Telegram Sports so they can get all your articles? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, go go to the top of my Twitter account. If you click on the link, 
um, you get one year for $30. So that's like, that's, that's what $2 and 75 cents a month or something. It, yeah. it, it, it's pretty reasonable. It's sports only. You don't have to worry about the other gibberish. If you live uh, in Dallas or Collin County or something like that, you don't have to worry about Tarrant County news. You can just hit, hit good old Rangers news. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're going to be at every game. I may not be at all of them physically myself, but, uh, something will be written about it and, and chronicled and, um, so it'll, it'll be fun to look back on, but it's a pretty good deal for three bucks. Always cracks me up when, when people complain that they can't read your article because it's uh, behind a paywall. It's like, you know, how, how are you supposed to get paid? You know, I mean, I do it for free, but I do it as a hobby. You know, this is your job. Yeah. So so if you haven't, folks, go out and subscribe. Like, you know, people don't go to McDonald's and complain about having to pay for a hamburger. You know, I mean, no. if you want a service, you got to pay for it. And our, our industry is such that we we... You know, we have to we have to charge an online subscription, and and I'm, you know, I wish we'd all done it 15 years ago when the internet started 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 going wild, but we didn't, yeah. and, and now here we are. But uh, um, yeah, you know, it's still a still an honest job, and, and got a lot of people working hard to put out a good product. So uh, help out local journalism. I agree. And actually, I take that back. Mine isn't free. I, I actually have to pay for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I got to keep up a website and a, and a podcast and all that. So <laughs> anyway, Jeff, thanks for joining us tonight. You got it, Ben. Take care, bud. Thanks again to Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram for joining us on tonight's podcast. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming weekend and early next week. You have L.A., the Angels coming in this weekend, who obviously have a better record than us. And then Seattle, who also have a better record than us coming in. So what would your expectations be for the next six games? Right now, the Rangers sit at three and eight. So what would your expectations be? After this three and eight start, you have three against the Angels, who I believe are a better team than the Rangers at this point. So what would you take one out of one out of three? So now you're looking at a Ranger team that is four and ten. If I did my math right, they're three and eight now. So, yes, that would be four and ten. And can they take two out of three from Seattle? Even if they do, they're six and eleven. And if they don't, they're five and twelve. Um. It's not looking good for this team right now, guys. Now, they can turn it around. We've seen it happen in the past. You can have a slow start, but as we talked about back on our episode previewing the season, you can't have a bad start in a 60-game season if you want to be there at the end. And the way that they're playing right now in the first um, 11 games of the season, they are not playing to be there at the end. I mean, I'm not saying they're not trying. I'm saying that that's not the style of baseball that's being played on the Rangers field. They get to come home to play these next two series, but home hasn't really been that great of an advantage for them so far. We will see Angels in Seattle. We stay within the division. These are the games that we really need to win if we want to have a shot to be there in the end. But of course, getting swept by Oakland didn't help. They definitely need to avoid getting swept by the Angels or getting swept by Seattle. Be sure to check out our Patreon. You can become a patron and help support the Ranger Report and the Ranger Report podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Once again, go to therangerreport.com. Look at our shop. And uh, we are starting to use Instagram a whole lot more. So go ahead and look at the Ranger Report on Instagram. We put things on there like 
the uh, lineup for the day, any kind of news that breaks during the day. I go ahead and post all that on Instagram. So be sure to check that out if you have not yet. And be sure to give us a like and a follow uh, on Instagram and anywhere that you listen to podcasts on Twitter and on Facebook. So thank you guys for listening again this week. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a little bit of your time. Uh, we will not do a show Monday. This is replacing Monday's show. So the following, the next show will either be the following Friday or the following Monday, depending on what my schedule looks like and depending on what we have to talk about, which I'm guessing is going to be plenty since the Rangers will have played several more series by that point. All right. Once again, thank you all for listening and uh, have a great, great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.